want to go live on video but are a bit unsure where to start? Or maybe you already go live a lot but you are scared to sell. Download for free the Live Authentic Storytelling Guide. Six steps to infuse storytelling into your live videos. You'll get practical structure to help you convert your audience from raving fans to loyal customers. Go to www.livestorytellingguide.com and get your free guide today. Okay, my friends, do you struggle with social media, putting yourself out there in any way, shape, or form? Well, then today's episode is for you. My friend, longtime friend, Brett Shuford is with us today. Brett is the founder of Broadway Life Entertainment. I know him from The Great White Way, which is an entertainment lifestyle brand designed for theater lovers and professionals to live their best lives. Under the Broadway Life brand, Brett has built the lifestyle blog Broadway Husbands, theater-themed merchandise Broadway Life Apparel, and continues to offer consulting and coaching services as the Broadway Life Coach. So on today's episode, you're going to learn how social media can be an extension of your creativity, why inspiring Educating and entertaining is the key to social media mastery and the importance of merging your credibility with your vulnerability. This is the Creative Soulpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Demas. Let's go. Hey, Brett. Welcome to the show. Hi, Nick. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, I am so happy to have you here. So for those of you in the audience who don't know, I've known Brett for a real long time, going all the way back to Oklahoma, like over 20 years ago. Yeah. And you know what's so funny is literally yesterday we drove through Oklahoma. We drove up to Arkansas. I don't think I've been back to Oklahoma since I did a show at Lyric when you were running the theater there. We actually met before I was even running the theater, which is crazy in retrospect. It was a production of The Who's Tommy that I was choreographing. That is insane to me that it's been that many years. (laughs) (laughs) And that we're still friends. We're still friends (laughs) and still in each other's orbit. And it's really fantastic. So I read your bio, obviously, but for my audience that doesn't know you, can you tell us a bit about who you are, what you do? now and who you serve and all those good, beautiful, fun questions. Sure. I am Brett Shuford. I'm an actor and currently was in the Broadway cast of Wicked when everything shut down, but I'm also a certified life coach. So I call myself the Broadway life coach and I help creatives, uh, creative entrepreneurs, creatives uh, in the entertainment industry really get clear about who they serve how they serve, and be more authentic in all of their marketing and social media and in their brand. Yeah, and that's a bit of why I wanted to have you on. Because first of all, as you know, I have an audience of, it's called the creative solopreneur, right? Uh, That's number one. And I have a lot of artists, but I also have entrepreneurs who are looking specifically on social media of how to be authentic and to be real and to be themselves. And I think social media, the landscape is changing pretty dramatically. And so I wanted to have you on to have a bit of a conversation about that. So tell me about how you keep your creative marketing creative. Like how do, how do you make that happen? Well, I love that. I think it's so important that people 
see the opportunity of social media not just being a business tool, which I think so many people get hung up. It, it almost builds a wall that social media or even email marketing or whatever, however they choose to market themselves, becomes this means to an end as opposed to an extension of their creative self, right? If it just becomes yourself put out into, a, into an exponential place where, where you're sharing, you're just sharing yourself, it becomes so much easier and so much more fun. But unfortunately, social media, because, because the name social media, I think so many people really see it as a social platform. I have to share, I have to like be able to you know, stay in touch with my friends and stay in touch with my family and make sure that they know all these things. And at some point, what I say to a lot of my clients is you have to make a decision. Is social media, is it going to be a representation of you or is it just going to be something so that people can stay in touch or is it going to be something that's just about selling? And ultimately what I've learned for me, and, and you know this because I've always been, a, I was always a social media nerd before I even started coaching it. And people were always like, how do you, why are you always so good at this? Like, why do you always so willing? It's because I'm curious. I have always loved people. I mean, when we did the Who's Tommy in 1998, you know, I was so curious about people and I've always been curious about people. I've always wanted to stay in touch with people and share. I'm loyal. And so I think that Part of keeping your creative marketing creative is to use it as an opportunity to not just sell, use it as an expression, use it as a way to either entertain, inspire, or educate. It should always do one of those three things. And the selling will, you know, the stuff you want to make money doing through that will come because you've built trust over time because you've done one of those three things, really. And people really appreciate there's a service to all three of those things, inspiring, educating, and to entertaining. Yeah, okay. There's so much to unpack there because, first of all, yeah, you always, you were like an early adopter of social media and really dove in and were um, willing to explore and like you said be curious so i think curiosity is really important because the social media landscape changes so often one thing on instagram today and tomorrow it no longer works and you're like but i just learned that one thing you know and it's this constant evolution so that curiosity is so important you know something that struck me when you were talking about an extension of yourself of putting yourself out there I hear from people, less so from like my actor friends, but more from some of the solopreneurs, the entrepreneurs, that they have a fear about putting themselves out there. How do you move a client out of that fear? Hmm. Well, the fear is real, but it's mostly because we're judging other people. We've seen other people do it poorly. We've seen other people come off inauthentic. We've seen other people, even in our circles, judge other people for being inauthentic. And so we've built this resistance to sharing ourselves because what if someone who doesn't really matter, let's be honest, sees it and thinks that you're inauthentic? Well, then I'm just not going to post anything. When the truth is, it always comes down to who do you serve? And that's where I usually start with clients is... If you're trying to please everyone, you please no one. And that comes, we've learned that in, in business, of course, but it's also 
true on your social media. Like making a story post for everyone is not interesting. <laughs> making a feed post with a caption that tries to sell to everyone or tries to get everyone to like you. The thing I learned as an actor is that it's not your job as an actor to get everyone to like you. It's your job to get everyone to know you. And it's the same, the same rules apply here, right? So with social media, start with who do you serve? And almost, I, I do what I call a, like an avatar, but I call it a character analysis, your ideal audience character analysis. Give them a name, create a character. Where do they shop? Where do they eat? You know, do that homework and get really specific about who you serve. And every time you make a post, you're talking to that one person. Say that again for the back row. <laughs> this is something we talk about all the time in Real Stories to Sell, my program. We, you know, we call it the hero or the shiro, the heroine, you know, in the same kind of vein of the characters and that, you know, really dialing in on who they are, what they want, what they, what they like, what they eat, what they drink, what they, who they have sex with, everything about them. You need to know and speak to that one person one person. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're, you know, there is somebody out there who needs what you have and every day that you don't post that person isn't carrying what they need to get through the day. And every time you stop yourself, it's usually because you're not thinking of that person. It's usually because you're thinking of someone who is not your ideal audience. It's usually because you're thinking of your cousin or somebody who isn't going to buy your stuff anyway. So just, let that go and get back to that person who really needs what you have to offer. Yeah, because otherwise you're making it about you. And it's not about you, boo. It's not about you. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And that's that's a hard, you know, not a hard lesson, but it's a lesson that we all have to learn over time. And sharing a little bit and a little bit and a little bit more, I have found is helpful. You know, I think people have this fear that they have to give their deepest, darkest secrets away on social media. And in fact, nobody wants to hear them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think there's a, you know, the thing I always say is that the people who do the best on social media are the people who can merge their credibility with their vulnerability evenly. So. Ooh, I like that. Oh, I like that. Right. Like if you can merge your credibility plus your vulnerability, people are going to get to know you and trust you and, and decide whether or not they want to be a part of that in such an easier way. But what we learn is that most people share way too much credibility or way too much vulnerability, and they don't balance the two. We know those people who complain or judge or only show like the good stuff, like the perfect things and not actually vulnerably say like, I'm having a tough day right? Or I'm, I'm not motivated today. Like that takes some vulnerability. Now there's a huge difference between personal and private. There are some things we, you know, don't need, don't need to share. And you have to decide what those are for you because again, who is your audience? What, what are they going to respond to? And you get to decide, you get to make those decisions. And then also the credibility side, we all know those people who every post is just about their product or it's just about their craft or whatever it is they do, but we don't actually know the reasons behind why they do those things or the inspiration behind them. And that's where you're going to stand out in a crowded market. Speaking of crowded, there are so many platforms now, like 
how do you even know where to go? Like, is Facebook viable anymore? People ask me, is, you know, Instagram viable? Like, where do you, how do you figure out where your client customer or whoever it is that you're trying to attract, how do you find them? Like, how do you know? Well, first, I, the first thing I say to my clients is stop focusing on social media so much and grow your email list. Social media is great and fun and it should be a creative extension of you, but your email list is the number one priority because they'll shut down Facebook tomorrow. I mean, I'm sure Snapchat will get shut down in the next year or two. And like these platforms could just disappear, Donald Trump, and all of a sudden you have nothing because you didn't grow an email list that is yours to follow, like yours to, to control. Yeah, one of my favorite memes I saw recently was, dear Donald Trump, this is why we have an email list. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because it's true. It's the only thing you actually own. And so number one, that has to be your priority. And then second, okay, and you asked about social media specifically, I always say go where you live already. Stop trying to learn the next big hottest thing and just become the boss of where you already live. Where are you spending the most time so that it, again, becomes a natural extension of who you are because it doesn't really matter like your ideal audience will find you if you're consistent, if you are, you know, like I said, merging credibility and vulnerability, and if you're bringing high quality, shareable value to their lives. I think that consistent thing is so important. And what does that mean? You know, I mean, you see people that post five days a week, seven days a week. You see people that post two or three days. A week. Like, where is the sweet spot? And is it different depending on what platform you're on? It is always different, you know, algorithms are different, but again, with clients, I always say the sweet spot is wherever, however many times you can post the most without losing your mind. Right? There's no reason to lose your mind thinking you got to post like three times a day and oh my God, I can't handle it. It's like, then just commit to three times a week. Yeah. As long as you do that, whatever you can sanely commit to the point is not that you do more it's that whatever you commit to you do it consistently because you're not going to get any momentum burning out after three weeks of trying to post three times a day and then being like i can't do it anymore i gotta take a break you're gonna lose all your momentum you know your audience isn't gonna trust you i mean i've learned this myself i you know i was a huge youtube i was really into youtube in like 2015 16 grew this big following on youtube i posted every week for a year and and then I just kind of burnt out. I was trying to overproduce. Again, that can fall into, you know, people get really hung up on quality over consistency. And again, consistency always wins. It's more important that you're consistent. Even if it's just you, no makeup, you know, and I'm not even kidding. Like as long as like it's Wednesday, I'm honoring my commitment to myself and to my audience. I'm posting on Wednesdays. You honor that commitment no matter what, because that's how you build a business. That's how you build trust. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, I, my Facebook lives, you know, I've been on, I'm, I'm so old. I'm on Facebook. Um, my Facebook lives, you know, I, I built a really, uh, interesting following there. It's, it's small and mighty and maybe mightier than I have a larger following on Instagram, for instance, or some other, and some of the other platforms. But because I was so consistent, three live videos a week for a year that my audience and three 30-day challenges, I did three 30 days in a row. So between those two things over the last two years, they know who I am, they know what I'm about, they know what they're going to get, and they're so invested. 
So I do really, I really believe in that consistent idea, truly. We will always look at what other people are doing and we will compare and despair. And we will see that they're posting more. They That must be what I need to do. Or we'll all listen to an Amy Porterfield or something. And then we just get completely overwhelmed because we're trying to do all these things. And it's, again, it is about where do you already live? How can you take that up a notch? And if you, once you've conquered and you are like the king or queen or however you identify of that platform, then you can hire somebody to get your Instagram going or to keep running that Facebook page so that you can start to conquer another platform. Yeah. But I think that it's so much more important that you're consistent. I, I'm going to say this too, just because I have clients who do come to me and say, well, I don't, I don't want to do something without makeup, especially actors or people who are like, I don't want to be slot. I want to be done up. I want to have makeup on. And that is totally their brand. And that's what they want to do. Then once a month, you could do a photo shoot. You schedule. That's part of your job is that you are creating content and you hire a photographer and you get the outfits and you get your makeup done once a month. Even if you don't wear makeup for the other 30 days, that one day you get beat and you go out and you do, you create content. Yeah. I see that as a generational thing too. You know, the older you are, the more you think you're supposed to look perfect. It's just a very different because of that's how marketing was when we were coming up. And that's, you know, how we've been taught, but it's shifted. It's shifted. So how do you have the discipline to not go for the shiny object? Because there is always the next thing, whether it's TikTok today and Clubhouse and this one and that one. And there's always something new, always some new platform coming out. How do you, how do you Brett, how do you not have the shiny object syndrome? Oh, I do. I mean, because I love figuring this stuff out, but I've learned, you know, when I really have a clear vision, right? We talk, I'm sure you talk so much about having a real clear vision about where you want your business to go. And for me, I know, I mean, I have Steven and I have my husband and I have the Broadway Husbands podcast and we have our Instagram account and our blog. And so between my coaching business and creating content for Broadway Husbands and do, I do Facebook lives every week and my Facebook group, there's a lot to maintain. And so it doesn't feel important to me to learn Clubhouse because my audience is already waiting for me on Facebook. They're already waiting for me on Instagram. I want to keep though, like, again, it's about being loyal. It's about being committed and knowing that, yeah, maybe the, you know, if I were to like conquer clubhouse right now, I could be like at the top as it's, you know, as we've learned with social media, the people who are the most successful, the ones who started really early on those platforms, but I'm not doing it to become clubhouse famous or YouTube famous, right? I'm doing it because there's people, there's somebody who needs my help today. And for my audience, I would say there's famous and there's making money and they don't necessarily go hand in hand. It's true. I mean, listen, again, I learned this. I thought, oh, I'll build a YouTube following and I'll start making money. You don't make money on YouTube. <laughs> you don't. You make money by offering services on YouTube or getting affiliate links on YouTube and all of that stuff. I don't actually need YouTube to do that. I like making videos. It's easy. And again, this goes back to you were asking, like, how do you know which platform to pick? I like doing videos. It's easy for me to sit and talk to a camera. You know, um, some people don't. And I think that's important, knowing what is fun to you. Like, I have just, I've been a late adapter, but I've just come to Reels. And, you know, late, by late, I mean like a couple months. And and I have to say, I am friggin' loving it. It's so fun. It's so much fun. And so I'm like, oh, I got to lean into this because 
I'm having fun. And then consequently, when I put them out there, the response has been so great because they can tell I'm having fun versus, oh, I have to be here and I have to do this and I have to post today. Oh, gosh, I have to post today. Do you batch content? That's the next question for you. Yeah, I mean, I I will batch content. I've done that in the past. I'm not great about it right now. And again, this also is about, it goes in waves for me. Sometimes I'm way ahead and I've batched everything. And sometimes I'm literally the night before shooting the video and posting it on the next day. And it's, it's not great, but when you're, when you're wearing so many hats and you're a one man show, it's just, it's going to happen. And so I say that to, to people to know that like, again, I just honor the commitment that I say I'm going to put a video out or I'm going to go live on Monday and, and I, and I show up to that regardless of how ahead I am or how prepared I am, because I know that I want to be, I want to be somebody who, who is seen to have integrity. That's a huge value for me. And so, you know, I batch videos with the Facebook, like the thing I'm doing now that is just, I love is I will go live on Facebook and then I will cut that into many, many pieces of repurpose, repurpose, repurpose. it becomes an IGTV. It becomes a YouTube video. It goes on Twitter. You know, it's all that stuff that we've learned through digital marketing. But for me, that's where I'm at right now. And then I'll probably get to a point once I've, I'm building out a course for March called the creative marketing map. And once I've launched that, then I might actually get to do some more creative things. Like I want to do some music videos or do some like, you know, stuff like that. But that's, that's me. You know, I, it's not all just about business for me. It has to be about, again, a creative extension of who I am. Yeah, which I think, you know, anybody who's listening to this is creative in some form or fashion. And so I think that's a really good tip, a really good point to make that it is a creative outlet. Allow it to be part of your art. When people, people have said to me, you know, do you miss, because I'm not directing like I used to, do you miss directing? Do you miss? And I still have uh, films that I'm working on, documentaries, but in terms of theater. And I'm always like, no, you know why? I'm creating content all the time and it's some of it's really fun like I was saying these reels and sometimes it's a little more difficult or challenging but ultimately I love doing it yeah I love I mean I love making reels I love and and listen the things that I know that need to happen in order to grow my business that I don't love doing there are people out there who do love to do that that I can pay a little bit of money, you know, even though it's worth it for me to grow my business, to stay consistent, to use a little bit of of the money I'm making to grow my team and invest in somebody who loves to write copy because boo, that is not my thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, you know that I've grown my team in the last, the last year for those very reasons. And, you know, as one of my mentors says, delete it. Does it really need to be there? Delete it automate it, what can be automated so that you don't have to like do it all the time and what can be delegated ultimately. And there is stuff even with social media that you can delegate. Absolutely. But I do think it's important that you understand why it exists. I don't think it's smart because again, if authenticity is your goal, it is inauthentic to just pay someone to write your captions and to post for you because it's not you. It's not your voice. And it and to people will people will know energetically whether or not they know that it's, you know, you, in my in my opinion. Well, I think you can take one piece of content. Let's say it is a Facebook Live, 
And you can get it transcribed. Yep, that's what I do. And then they can create content from that for you. Using your voice. Using your yep. voice. Because it's about knowing your voice and really understanding it. Because you can always tell when somebody's written some, something for somebody else, and you're like, that does not sound like him at all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that, I, again, I think that what I've learned for me and for clients is that that balance of credibility and vulnerability is so important. Look at your feed or your Facebook and when's the last time you just shared something without needing to drive traffic to your list or without needing to get people to sign up for your lead magnet? Or when's the last time you just said, this is why I do what I do, or this is the things, these are five things I love about the world. And sharing who you are is what's going to really drive people to you because there's a lot of great people who, like, again, who, like, who teach social media, who used to be actors on Broadway, who, whatever, what makes me different, right? To me, I always say marketing, yeah, I've talked to you about this before. I see marketing as you are your own theme park, right? And every time someone enters your sphere, whether you're networking at an event or you're posting something on social media, you're inviting people to your theme park. What is your, what are the, experiences that they're going to have when they're within your gates and how do you continue to instill those and you go to disneyland and you walk down main street main street is walt disney's idealized version of his childhood and you get all of the values that he values about the world americana family you know this sort of classic you know, and it's idealized and all the windows have the names of all the people who helped make it possible for him. All of the, you can't get to the castle until you walk through Main Street. So sharing who you are and the people who've inspired you and the people, that is a part of the experience of you. And you get to, you have to share that stuff out there in order to get, I think, in order to stand out. Yeah, I, I 110% agree. You know, it was interesting because when I first started my business, I had built a completely different kind of social. I, I didn't sell anything for years. I gave away maybe too much, which is a whole other conversation of giving away the store. But, you know, for years, I had a word of the day that I, I just I just did for gave away for three years. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and one of my mentors said, oh, wow, you're in a really unique position because you've given for so long that your audience is ready for you to receive. And that was super interesting for me. And so I really believe, you know, there's the jab, 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 hook sort of yeah. marketing thing. Gary V thing. Yeah. I, I really think, look at it more as give, 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 exchange. Because mm. it's really an exchange of energy. Yeah. Well, and it's, again, serve, right? I yeah. think that service, everything we do has to come from a place of service. How can I be of service to someone today? And social media is the same thing. You know, ask yourself before you post, how does this serve? How does this make someone feel? What's the experience I'm creating? And is this the theme park that I want to create? Listen, I mean, not everything has to be Disneyland. You know, maybe your theme park is like a goth, Banksy, death version of a theme park. Cool. But then why are you posting something that isn't in alignment with that? You know, just really make sure you're clear about who you, again, who do you serve? What problem do you solve? And how do they 
you know, how is this going to help that person today? Add value, bottom line, add value to somebody's life. I've learned for, for me, having been an actor and worked in theater for so long, that's something that was really missing in the actor space. You know, the, this idea of like adding value because people are coming into auditions just so desperate because they feel like they need to, to prove themselves. And like, how do I, you know, come into the space and be a blank canvas so that they can direct me? And, and it's like, that doesn't serve anybody. Like, how do I come into the room and give them something and offer something without expecting anything in return, right? Because that's how people decide. I was like, I would say marketing is like, it's like inviting people to your party. You invite people to this party that you're throwing. You are a party, whatever it is you offer and do. But if you're, you, we all know those people who are throwing a party and then they're just like, hey, I'm throwing a party. You should come to my party. You should come to my party. And you're like, I don't want to go to that party. <laughs> but then we also know those people who like are through a party and then you find out about it later and they're like, well, I didn't think you wanted to come. So by not inviting people to your party, you're just being rude. So every day, <laughs> just invite people to your party. <laughs> That's a great, I love that. I love that party analogy. That's really, really good. So, okay, let's say I'm brand new. I'm brand new to social media. I, I mean, is anyone brand, brand new anymore? But let's just say I'm starting a business or I'm an actor and I just don't have, I, I have like a friend's thing, but I'm not really utilizing it. What are one, two, one or two steps that I can take, quick tips that you can offer, something that, to get me started? First thing, just... Again, be vulnerable enough to let your audience know. Don't just start like dripping in little things like, hey, now I'm starting like, hey, anyone interested in like this thing that I might be interested in selling? <laughs> just make a post and say, I am now going to be posting about this thing every once in a while. And I'm passionate about it because of this. And it may not be something that everyone here who follows me is going to be into, but hopefully some of you might see benefit. And if you do, please share this post, right? Just tell your audience, just be transparent. I'm guilty of this with my coaching. I do like back alley coaching where I'm like, hey, I got this thing you might, you might, you might like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like just be out there, just be, be bold and be honest to own who you are. But again, vulnerability, be willing to share why why you're doing it and who you want to serve so that people can help you. And then let go of this BS expectations that people should follow you. And like, we all get hung up in the numbers on social media. And it's so, it's just such a waste of energy because the numbers do not matter. You're, if you decide you're going to start a business and you're going to change your social media, guess what's going to happen? You're going to lose followers. Let it go. Because instead of focusing on what you're losing, you're creating space for those people who do want what you have. Yeah, you're going to gain new followers. You absolutely will that are more aligned with, with you and your vision and the theme park, like you're saying, or the party that you're throwing. Yeah. 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 And just, it takes time. It takes time to build trust. You know, you don't, I say this to actors all the time. You don't, you know, they go to an audition and they're like, yeah, they didn't call me back. I'm like, you went to one audition with that casting director or that director and they've never met you before and they didn't call you back. And so you're done. That's like going on one date with somebody and asking them to marry you. Like it just, it's ridiculous. You don't build relationships like that. It takes time. And the same thing on social media, you have to build trust over time. And I would say personalize it, you know? 
anytime that somebody responds, I always respond to them. I, I always connect mm. with them because the more personal you can be with them, the more connected they feel to you. Absolutely. And the biggest thing I would say in, in regards to your tips for somebody who's new, the most powerful thing you can do right now is get people to your DMs. Don't try to have conversations within your comments. Have the conversations in the DMs. People are so much more willing to open up to you in a private conversation than in the comments. I found for me, just saying, you know, in my stories, shoot me a DM if you're somebody, who, you know, I'm looking for two to three people who might want help with their social media, shoot me a DM. People will click the yes or the no or, or type a little thing in my DM or, or even in the comments, just type me in the comments and I'll shoot you a message and get them to your DMs. And that's where the magic happens because people will trust you in a le if you're in a less public setting. And you can have these more intimate conversations like you're talking about. And especially if you're newer, I mean, that you it's actually a good thing because you actually have the time and the space and the energy to develop these relationships that as your business grows, it's harder because you have less time and you're spread thinner. Yeah, that's so true. So true. So any final words of wisdom about social media, about marketing, about any, anything you want to share about life in general, Brett? <laughs> oh my gosh. Honestly, I could talk about social media for hours. I just think it's such an opportunity for us to really be seen and to connect with people. And the one thing I will say to people is just be willing to do it bad. Be willing to do it wrong. You will probably get the post wrong. You might get the caption wrong. And guess what? Tomorrow, People are going to see 10,000 new posts and totally forget about that post. It's just, that's just the truth. That is so true. That is, it, you know, there's just so much that comes by and only a, what percentage, like a small percentage actually even see your post. So it's, you know, it's so funny because I, I've done a lot of bad posts. Like I can just admit it fully. I have, there have been some like stankers, like some that have just been bad, like, and you know, and then there've been some that have really resonated for people. And that's a part of the process too, of learning. What is it that your audience wants? You're going to learn. And like, I, I've lost followers because I thought, well, people are really responding to my shirtless posts. So I'm going to post some more shirtless posts. And then I lost people who I really wanted to stay in touch with. And I was like, oh God, oh God. And then I've now learned like, mm, that's not really what I want people to know me as. But what's interesting is that three years later, those people that stopped following me are following me now. Yeah. Right. It's just people get to decide. It is not up to you to decide. An invitation is an invitation. Some people are going to RSVP yes. Some people are going to RSVP no. And then you just keep inviting them and they'll decide each time. But if you're not inviting people, there's no, there's no party. It's just you, boo. And that's the exact same with sales. You know, it's going to be same, same for social media. For those that worry about sales and using your social media for sales, it's the same idea. It's, it's, it's an invitation and an invitation and an invitation. And they're going to RSVP, yes or no. And eventually they'll either come to the party or they won't. That's, it's that simple. Yeah. Because they'll find another party. Yeah, but just don't take it as a personal insult. Just know that, like, this wasn't the time. Maybe this wasn't the right wording. You're going to learn and you're going to try again and you'll keep inviting. And at some point, the right people are going to find you. And I've, I've learned that over time. And I think it's so much more important to have a smaller group of devoted people 
than to have a large group of half committed people. 110% learned that the hard way myself, for, for sure. It's really about that, that avid base who really are your cheerleaders and champions and who are really interested. You, for a million dollar business, you only need a thousand people. Thousand people. That's it. Yeah. Don't worry about those vanity numbers, right? Like, don't worry about what it looks like. Yeah. And I will say too, also to the new person, you want to figure out what's going to work for your audience. Ask them. Yeah. <laughs> Go into your stories yes. and say, do you want this? Yes or no. Do you want that? Yes or no. What, like ask them. They will tell you what they want from you. How can everyone find you? Sure. I'm on all the platforms, even though I said, you know, I'm not, um, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on YouTube. All at Brett Shuford. You can, that's Brett with one T B R E T S H U F O R D. And then also you can check out my website. I actually have, I built it for actors, but the, the principles all apply for creatives. Anyone who's a creative, it's called the actor mindset reset. And it's a really fun 14-day video training to help you kind of center your mindset around approaching your creative life. And I partnered with a company called Coloring Broadway. And with oh, mixed within yeah, mixed within the 14 days, you get seven coloring pages to sort of reinstate the mantras or the ideas behind the training. Love it. Very, very good. Okay. We'll make sure all of that goes into the show notes. And uh, I thank you for coming on today and sharing your wisdom about social media and for the years and years of friendship. I honor you and I appreciate you. I'm so grateful for you, Nick. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to go to those socials that we've been talking about and DM Brett a thank you and DM me your biggest takeaway from this episode. Let me know because I want to hear and uh, be sure to tell your friends to subscribe to the podcast. And if you haven't yet, go give us a rating and write us a review so that so many other people can find the podcast. And that's how Apple does it. Speaking of algorithms, that's how the, how the Apple gets the word out. So we really appreciate that. Thank you all so much. See you next time.